My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to week one of the NFL season. It's a special podcast for the Oddscast podcast. Donald DeLeo alongside Joe DeLara, Terry Takes, producer Corey. Apologies for the, I think it's two-week hiatus. Sometimes life, uh, you know, life has, has other things and got uh, got married, got hitched. So um, a lot of planning and yeah, all of you were there. So congrats and thank you again for being a part of the special day. And we're going to just go ahead and we did six of the eight divisions in the... NFL Summer Series preview. The only two that's, that we that's missed. Hall, that's Hall of Fame batting average. Yeah. Yeah. It is Hall First of Fame. Down. matters. We're like Derek Jeter. Shout out to the uh, overrated shortstop. Overrated. Could have stopped. Didn't have to go into the crowd. Just that's so there. cute that you guys would say that. So cute. <laughs> it's just just defensively he wasn't good. Like he was he was he is a Hall of Fame shortstop. But just he got like a lot of gold gloves just because it was before like the because A Rod was playing third base. Yeah, yeah. A Rod's the goat. Um, Joe, you're so, gonna put, you, I'm going to take your fucking pinstripes if you say shit like that again. A Rod is my favorite. Yankee all right, let's time. let's let's get back. <laughs> let's get back. This is a from now on, especially today, an NFL podcast. So we did six of the eight divisions. The only divisions we missed were the West divisions on the AFC and NFC side. Um, I. I allotted a few minutes for us to just talk about the divisions generally we don't have to go through each team because it'll probably come up as we go through our season predictions we're going to do after we touch base on the nfc and afc west and then we're going to go into week one um and talk about some bets that we like so without just waiting you know let's go right into it with the afc west we'll start with first this is the kansas city chiefs it's like minus 260 for the Chiefs to win the division. And then there are the Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders. Um, I, I don't really know if there's much to say about the Chiefs. I think that they're pretty every, good. Yeah, everyone kind of has penciled them in as, you know, a top team in the AFC, definitely in the top tier of the NFL. Um, you know, the Super Bowl performance aside. You know, it, it, it seems like the offensive line is going to be the big issue for this team because, you know, they haven't really been too talented defensively in in their most recent runs. So it does defensively it doesn't really matter. Mahomes is going to get his. Uh, Tyreek and, and, and Kelsey um, are going to get theirs. And, I you know, the offense is, is, is good, and it's, it's always going to be good with Mahomes under center if he can stay healthy. And then there's just – but there's just the issue of the offensive line. So if the Chiefs think that they have figured it out, I think they're starting two rookies on the offensive line, don't have Eric Fisher anymore, and it seems like they understand that the offensive line is their biggest concern, I think they'll be fine. I think that – I think it's like 11.5 over under. Um, I, it's safe to say, in my opinion, that they are going to be flirting with the over, if not in that 12, 13, 14 win tier um anything else to add on the chiefs do you disagree can you possibly see them taking a step back super bowl hangover team has been it has been a thing do you buy a super bowl loser hangover team has been a thing 
Um, so I guess that's the better question to phrase. Are the Chiefs going to be better than your traditional Super Bowl loser from the year before? And if so, why are they immune or exempt from that uh, trend, that recent trend? Uh, I mean, you went out on a big, big limb saying that Andy Reid's going to hit an overwind total with the Chiefs. I don't think he's missed that this entire tenure there. <laughs> um, I think there will be a little bit of hangover. You saw what happens when you know when you just have Patrick Mahomes scrambling for his life. Um, he's going to get dinged up a little bit. He got dinged up against the Browns. Um, had to come out of the game. They almost lost that game in the playoffs. And he was just running for his life, you know, all game against the Bucks, and it it never really felt like it was that close. Um, yeah. So I think it, it's that there's an extra game now. It's a longer season. I I think not addressing the offensive line could could come back to haunt them. Um, and I I'm not going to tell you to bet the under because that's absurd yeah. with Andy Reid there, but. I think there might be. I think they'll make the playoffs, but um, I, they might they might see an early exit. What about the division? The division. Uh, I mean, I think they still win the division. Uh, I kind of like the Broncos as a little bit of a, a sleeper in a, in, a, in a sense, just because well, of their. Well, hold defense. off, hold off on the Broncos first. Okay, well, you asked me about the division. Jesus well, I'm Christ. saying, do they win the division? Yes or no? Do they win the division? Yes. Okay. There is, you know, counterpoint to the, to the defensive line thing um, or the offensive line. The Bucks had two weeks to prepare for that game. Not every team is going to have that and be well rested um, during the season. You know, the, the, the rest and the wear and tear cuts both ways. Um, and then I, I was actually listening and, and recapping. I forget where I was listening to. I've just been in an NFL hole for the last two, three days. Um, but before the Super Bowl, uh, his son got busted for a DWI and like almost killed a young child. Um, so that was kind of like, you know, obviously bad scenario all around, but very bad for Andy Reid in the midst of his preparation for the Super Bowl. And it just seemed like everything that went wrong could go wrong and, and did go wrong in that Super Bowl. I'm not really ready to chalk it up. It kind of reminds me of like when the Patriots lost in the Super Bowl when they had Tom Brady, um, they always came back and didn't really have a hangover. I think that's, that's the biggest reason why they're exempt is because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid look to be, you know, your, your typical always in contention kind of window here, as long as Mahomes is still in his prime and is still able to do things with his feet and in the pocket athletically. So that's, that's my pitch for the chiefs. Jody, I have anything else to add on the chiefs before we get into the Broncos? Cause I'm very interested to hear for the Broncos. Cause there's been a lot of talk on them and I don't know if I'm buying it. Joe chiefs go. Nah, the chiefs are really fucking good. You got Patrick Mahomes. They're going to win that division. Short and sweet. I like it. All right. Let's, uh, cause, cause here's the, here's the, the three tiered, um, second tier in this division, um, with the Raiders, Broncos, Chargers. Terry, you seem to like the Broncos. Joe, before we get into it, give me the, the top who's going to finish second in this division. Um, and then I'll give you mine and then we could, we can go into to each of them. I feel like, I'm very uncertain about this, but I feel like 
Let me just say, I, I like the Raiders. Just before, before, say, before you steal my thunder, um, I, I do like the Raiders. <laughs> All right. Well, then, here's here's the uh, here's the thunder as well. <laughs> I was also going to say the Raiders. Um, I don't. I just don't think that the Broncos. Like, I don't really buy them. I think that Bridgewater, like, maybe he raises their floor in terms of, like against the spread betting um, and because and he slows it down and like he, he's going to be a little bit more consistent, but I don't think that he does enough to push them over the top. Um, I think it's going to really like condense their offense a little bit. I, I think it's going to be tough for them uh, to really keep up with some of the higher power offenses in that division itself. So I, I don't, I don't really buy the Broncos, but I'm curious to hear what Terry has to say about them. Yeah, Terry, I'll, I'll let you, lay the case out for the Broncos before um, I rip it to shreds go. Wow. That was, that was dark. <laughs> um, so the Denver Broncos are going to have a little more consistency out of quarterback, a guy that doesn't turn the ball over as much as drew lock, which, you know, that's all they really needed last year. Well, that's all they really need with their defense. Um, it's going to be pretty good. With Vic Fangio at the helm. Um they're playing a fourth place schedule as the team that came in last in that division. And they have the 27th uh, ranked strength of schedule this year. So I think it's going to be a little easier. I think they've gotten a little better. Um, uh, your, your second, your second year wide receiver boost with Jerry Judy, right? Is this second year or is this third year? Second year. I, I think that Jerry, I think Jerry Judy is going to have a huge year just because of the negative game scripts. Cause this team's going to be bad. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I think Bridgewater is a good quarterback for him, too. Like, better than Locke. Yeah, exactly. More consistent. Um, so, I think the offense is going to put some more points on the board, help the defense out. You got Vaughn Miller and um, what's his name? Chubb on the other side. It's it's exciting times. Exciting times to be a Bronx fan. And you got home field advantage, you know, in the altitude. So, I, I think with the – with the Chiefs might might stumble a bit this year. The division might not be as good as people think. A little sophomore slump, bad adjusted Herbert. A little, little dark horse in little dark horse in Denver, Colorado. Well, so so part of the reason why I don't like the Broncos is because it seems like you're no longer a dark horse in my book when like everybody thinks you're a dark horse. Like like everybody. Does it, heard, does it matter that the Bron- that Broncos are actually a horse? <laughs> like just you know, throwing that out there. So so I, look at the end of the day, like I don't really give too much. I, I give credence to an extent to strength strength of schedule, but I, I don't want to get sucked into oh, this team, this bad team is playing other bad teams, so therefore they will be a fringe playoff team slash dark horse. I want to, I don't really I, like they haven't even hit that first bar where I look at, okay, can this team be a playoff team? And then I'll look at, okay, what's their strength of schedule like? And then that'll be like a secondary thing. I think that Teddy Bridgewater, sure. Is he more consistent? Yeah. Like, is he going to win you games? I I don't think so. I I think like uh, Carolina was a bottom half of the league team. Um, Their offense was, 17th in DVOA last year and I don't I think that was more Matt Rule and not Teddy Bridgewater like Bridgewater isn't 
winning you games, but is he losing you games? No. And, and I, I get your point about the Broncos defense. Um, they were pretty solid last year. They were an elite, um, but they do have a lot of talent on defense, adding, uh, of course, Patrick Sertain to that defense in the secondary seems to be ready to play week one. And then you got Chubb and Miller um, as far as the pressure guys. I just think that the team's just like Fangio has not shown me really anything as the coach of the Broncos. And he hasn't had quarterbacks that were good. And I, I don't think Bridgewater's that good. Like Bridgewater to me is like the 20th to like the bottom tier guy who is a game manager, but I don't think that Fangio's game scripts. And I don't think the defense is that, that elite. I think it's a good defense, um, but I just don't see them winning a lot of slugfests um, just because their team isn't that good. And I, you can't really compete in this division with all these high flying offenses uh, in slugfests. You got to be able to score points and, and the chiefs dictate that the chargers seem to want to try and do that, even though they hired a defensive minded head coach and the Raiders are, are, increasingly under the radar so we'll disagree on the broncos i just think that there's a lot of people who are now saying the broncos are their dark horse team uh people like the broncos a lot i think warren sharp even when he was giving his um just case for the broncos it was all about the strength of schedule too and it was like talking about overrunners it's like oh they into week 18 um, yeah. They also play. They also play the uh, the Chiefs, who might not have anything to play for. Like I, I need to see more from the Broncos themselves, and I don't want to go round and about on this. So I will give my case for the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders. I understand there's a lot to do about John Gruden and how he's not the greatest GM. Um, you know, he, he doesn't. He, he's made some weird decisions in the first round, um, especially even this year. Uh, drafting Alex Leatherwood as a tackle that everyone thought they could got in the third round. I remember Clean Farrell, who was like the number four pick, also was a surprise pick on defense, but he actually was pretty highly graded last year. The thing about the the, the Raiders is is they're going to score points. Like they're talented on offense. Colton Miller, uh, pretty improving emerging left tackle, looks to be uh, a guy who can be a top ten tackle in this league. Derek Carr was an MVP candidate like no less than three years ago, I think. And nothing is really like, I haven't seen Derek Carr go through the kind of fall off a cliff physicality that you've seen other quarterbacks. Like he's not even that old, like in his early thirties. And you got Darren Waller game breaking type tight end, Josh Jacobs. uh, You had Kenyon Drake there. The receivers are, are probably a little bit better. I, I, Henry Ruggs, also a second-year wide receiver breaking out. The, the thing about the Raiders is they've scored points. They were – I think they were sitting at like 7-3 and three last year before they just fell off a cliff. And Gruden has improved every year as a head coach. Um, he started off 4-12, and 12, then went 7-9, and nine, then went 8-8. Eight and, eight. and I think it was – like I, I, I forget their actual record – but they were right on the fringe as they were coming down in crunch time to potentially make the playoffs. Um, and I think that their defense is going to be much improved. Like they add uh, Yannick Nagakwe, who has been a top tier defensive end edge rusher. Gerald McCoy um, ha- has been good, 
even though he didn't play last year at all. Um, and, and the internal defensive line, their linebackers are pretty solid. And then their secondary sucks, yes, but like they have a young secondary. They had Trevon Morig, um, who was the first, I think it was like the first safety off the board. And like you can't like there's only one way to go with their defense. So if their defense is okay, um, I think they'll they'll shock people. And to me, like I'm probably going to take a little flyer on the Raiders to make the playoffs. So there's only three teams that have worse odds than the Raiders to make the playoffs, and they are the Jets, Texans, and Dolphins. I do not think the Raiders are in that tier of team. I think they are right on the cusp of potentially competing for a wild card and if things break their way and they're able to make some stops, I think they're going to win games. And, you know, this team beat the, they, they beat the chiefs last year. Um, they had, they beat the saints on Monday night. I think it was in week two, like they, they've had good wins and they've shown that they can compete at the high level. They just haven't been able to get stops. Um, so what is your gripe with the Raiders? Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my gripe with the Raiders is I don't truly believe in Derek Carr. I don't think they've gotten much better on defense. I don't think they've drafted particularly well. Um, and John Gruden's still the coach. So that's, that's all I really got. And they, they, were, they, they, they were, they were six and three heading into week 11. And then went yeah. two and two and five the rest of the way. They had wins. Listen to these wins: win versus New Orleans, win at Kansas City, win at Cleveland. Those are three team like teams that were, I think, both in in the divisional playoffs are better. Uh, yeah. That's all I got. That's I don't like them. All right. I well. <laughs> You can look at that. And then the Chargers, like to me, it's I'm not falling in love with them. Um, you got a, a first year head coach, Brandon Staley, who was very good with the defense in Los uh Los Angeles with the Rams. Um, but I just think like Herbert was he good in fan like was he a good stats guy last year? Yeah. Um, but I just don't I, I there's just I think they're like a year or two away. Like I really just I don't see it. And I know that a lot of people like the Chargers. Um, they like the weapons. But I, I, with a new um, new coaching staff there, even though Herbert's a second-year quarterback um, and he, he had some success last year, I think it was more um, stats-based fantasy success than actual translation on the field. So, um, like, he was mid-tier quarterback last year, 15th-rated quarterback. Derek Carr's been around a top-10 quarterback PFF-wise for the last three or four years. And people forget that. So, all right, that's it for the AFC West. Um, it's really, like I said, the Chiefs and then pick a team out of those three to be the, the wild card there. Really quickly on the NFC West, because all three of these teams in the Rams, 49ers, and Seahawks are going to be talked about probably in our season predict- uh, predictions that we're going to get to in a second. Um, what is separating those three teams uh, well, first, let's let's make it easier. Let's knock out the Cardinals. Is there any way the Cardinals win this division? Go. Um, I will say 
No, I don't buy it. All right, that was easy. I, I agree with you. Clingsbury doesn't really show me much um, and, and give me much um, to, to be excited about as far as his, his coaching uh, decisions. He's, he's going into his third year, so maybe he's learned some things. Um, but the best player on this defense is J.J. Watt now, and he is going to be 33, which is typically not where um, – edge rushers in the NFL um, seem to succeed and be game disruptors offensively. Yeah. They're, they're a talented team, but I think this division is just too talented. If they were in any other division, like if they were in like the AFC South, NFC East, sure. Um, but they're, they're with these, these three headed monster of the Rams 49ers and the Seahawks. So Joe, you're the biggest Seahawks guy in the podcast. Um, I was looking at Pete Carroll's stats uh, over the last couple of years, and it's like he hasn't – he's missed the playoffs one time in the last, like, seven years. So why are the Seahawks, after returning pretty much everybody um, important and Russell Wilson, again, kind of being overlooked, why are the Seahawks projected third to win the division? Um, I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that it's really just Russell Wilson. And I mean, obviously they've been fortunate and Wilson's been fortunate. It hasn't really, I don't think he's missed a game ever in his career. And it's been like nine years and he's always been, I think he's always been over 500. Um, so I think that's really why, you know, people can, there's a consistency there, but like, he just kind of like, is he's like so good that it's like kind of mass a lot of their issues, namely like, their offensive line sucks. Their defense isn't very good. And, you know, if you look at their, like last year, they were eight and three in one score games. So like, that's, that's a lot. Like that's, that should be variance, but I mean, he Wilson and the Seahawks seem to just keep winning them. Uh, You know, they were 10 and two in one score games in 2019. And then they were four and one in them at the back end of 2018. So it's like, he just seems to pull games out of his ass. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not really good for betting purposes on like a future. I feel Um, I'd almost rather like the Seahawks, I think are a fun team to bet live because you can back Russell Wilson. Um, But taking a, taking a future on them, I think it's a tough, is tough to uh, it's tough to stomach almost when there's other stronger teams in this division. So Terry, What's Rams 49ers? Because um, the 49ers are actually the favorite to win this division right now. Um, and it might be because of your schedule concerns, um, given that they finished fourth in the division last year. Uh, um, so who do you like better? The Rams or the 49ers and why? Um We'll, and then we'll dive into it. Um, so I will, I wanted to bet the 49ers to win the Super Bowl because they had so much injury, bad luck last year. But of course, they opened at like 14 to 1. So I wasn't that smart or smarter than anyone else. Um, but I think the addition of Matt Stafford um, is a significant upgrade over Jared Goff. Um, so I, I do, and with the 49ers starting a rookie quarterback, 
I know we saw Herbert play pretty well last year, but I just think um, McVeigh with with Stafford, you know, Stafford's the guy he wanted, and Stafford can you know go out and win you games when you know things aren't going right, which you couldn't necessarily say about uh, Jared Goff. So take a little pressure off the defense. I I, I like the Rams over the 49ers, although I, I think it could be closer than people think. I like it too. Um, the only thing that worries me about the 49ers potentially winning this division is Trey Lance um, coming into the season mid season and just kind of being the next like Patrick Mahomes type quarterback. There, there are some reports that, or some analysts that think he's like a year away, um, but he looked fucking awesome in the preseason, like just arm strength and the ability to make throws that that make, uh, that Shanahan's really never had um, in his arsenal. Like this is a guy who's you know competed and made Robert Griffin the third look great and like a franchise quarterback. Um, so it's that's the only thing that concerns me. The Rams, you know. I think they're going to be better defensively than they were last year, um, which is even saying a lot. Like uh, it seems like Ramsey and Donald, um, you know, are like all pro guys. Obviously, Donald's been the best player in the league for the last couple of years. Um, but Ramsey didn't have like a great season last year, and then all of a sudden, like they get to the playoffs and they turn it on. Um, it seems like that kind of team that once the game is, you know, once it, once it gets to crunch time, they can make some stops and and really look like a very strong team defensively. Um, and the Stafford thing is huge. Like golf was so bad. <laughs> like um, Wasn't good. Just as far as turning the ball over, um, they, and Stafford, I, you know, I've always loved Matt Stafford. So this to me is like a match made in heaven with McVay, finally getting a quarterback that can win games on his own and not be a system quarterback and it looks to me like they're going to be kind of like similar to the Chiefs in terms of how they aired out. And the loss of Cam Akers probably helps that a little bit, which which hurts because Akers was so good um, in the past game and was able to do different things out of the backfield. But I, I would imagine there's a lot of, you know, potential offensive just huge seasons from the receivers, um, whether it's what's cups, cup woods or, or even Van Jefferson, um, if they run like three wide sets. So I, I, I like the Rams just because I think there's just more upside, at least from the beginning with Stafford, but the 49ers do worry me. Cause like I said, Shanahan seems to have uh, found you know, just a dual threat kind of guy that can make, make defenses weary with, um, with Trey Lance, kind of like what, what, um, what the 49ers did, even though it was before Shanahan, what they did with Kaepernick and Alex Smith, um, you know, early on in the decade and just kind of, you know, I don't know if it turns out that way where, you know, Garoppolo gets banged up and Trey Lance gets kind of handed the reins. And because even back when Alex Smith and Kaepernick were battling out, Kaepernick would come in and play series or, or do some interesting things in the run game. Um, so I, I, that's just my only concern. I, I think it's I, you can you you can make a case for any of these teams. So whatever team you prefer, bet them. 
Um, I do think, though, that the Rams and 49ers are more complete teams, at least on the defensive side of the ball, than the Seahawks for um, like futures NFL Super Bowl bets. Um, like I think any of those teams can win the division, but I think only the Rams and, and 49ers can win the Super Bowl. And I think the odds reflect that too. So um, and it wouldn't surprise me like if the Rams like get the first wild card and go on to the Super Bowl, just like you know, if 49ers start off slow, go hot down the stretch with Trey Lance, they get the wild card, they end up going to the Super Bowl. So you don't have to win a division to get there. Um, as we've seen before, and especially now with the, um, the, the only one team getting a buy, uh, it pretty much opens up the, the, the floodgates here, especially if, if the bucks, like everyone kind of thinks they are, um, are the number one seed and they get the buy or the Packers get the buy. Um, it doesn't really matter, uh, other than home field advantage with the buys, um, as a two seed versus a five seed. So, um, let's go into the NFL season long predictions. We're going to go through and there's two things I want to do here. I want to get everybody's predictions for AFC championship, NFC championship and Super Bowl, and why, and then we're going to put together our, our yearly annual divisional futures parlay now only on FanDuel because DraftKings took that ability to parlay divisional winners away. So Ooh. it's still, I, I guess they're hurting. I guess the, they're losing money. Boo. So Joe, boo, boo them. <laughs> so what do you want to do first? Sound divisional like cow, Joe. divisional parlay or uh, Super Bowl predictions? Divisions. All right. Division. Somebody pull up FanDuel. I got it. And we'll start off. We'll all go through each division and just put – I don't want anything unless we disagree. So just we'll go one by one and say the team. If all three of us agree, lock it in. If there's disagreement, we will fight it out, and producer Corey will be the tiebreaker. Are okay? we saying it all at the same time? No. Uh, okay. Let's I mean, start we, could with try, the, we could try. We got it. AFC East up first. So I guess AFC East. It's the first one that's listed. Okay. Yeah. Fair. We'll, we'll all do it at the same time and see if, see if probably it alphabetically, if I had to guess. All right. Yeah. Three, two, one. Bills. Bills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Bills. Okay. All right. I'm locking it in. I don't think there's really anything to say there. Um, I do like the Bills over. I was looking at that. Um, I'm just trying to find the book with the best odds. But I think their their over under was 11 wins. And I'm using shout out to uh, playoffpredictors.com, um, which is my favorite tool this year. If you're a big schedule guy, you can go through and pick literally every single game, and it gives you updated standings and, and playoff um, implications as you go along. But every time I've done it, the Bills have had no less than 12 wins. So um, they're usually around 13, 14. So Bills. And I've kind of soured on the Patriots, side note, um, just because of the rookie quarterback situation. What's the next division? Uh, the AFC North. This is a toughie. Um, oh, toughie. Joe, why don't you go first? Uh, just the team, just the team. I already bet the Browns. 
So Terry. Uh, Browns. Fuck. That's not a team. <laughs> I'll go to Browns too. Um, wow, lock it. That's plus one fifty-five. I've gone all different directions here. Um, I also like am not ready to give up on Tomlin. The more I look at it, I know the Steelers have a pretty tough schedule this year, um, but there's just something about like I, I just can't envision with that defense them losing many games at home now with i think most of these stadiums are gonna have like packed houses so um it's just i just can't i can't see it but the browns we've talked them about them at length so all right full unanimous two for two what's the third one uh afc south joe uh i'm gonna terry terry ter- <laughs> what did you say titans joe? titans terry Colts. um I know that we did this summer series preview and I'm now on the Colts, even though I was, even though I was in the Titans. I was very up in the air about this. So I could be swayed to put the Colts down here. It also seems like this is a division that like switches every, every couple, you know, every year basically. Um, Yeah. And so I'm, I, I like the Colts. Um, I think that the the coaching, I think the loss of Arthur Smith um, on the offense can only hurt the Titans and their defense is just so fucking bad. They're so bad defensively. All right. And then the variance thing too. There's a stat that they like are ridiculous in one score games last year. Reminds me a lot of Los Angeles chargers, like one of the last Phil Rivers years. Um, Next division. Uh, What are are we at though? What are we at? We're at a four leg parlay right now. That is uh, 13 to one. Four three legs. Three legs. Oh, what did I do? Oh, I already put the Chiefs in. All right. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, next, next division. Uh, NFC East. Cowboys. Oh God, Cowboys. Um, I'll say Washington Football Team to be different, but the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I actually have soured pretty pretty hard on the Washington Football Team. Um, just going back and looking at their uh, last schedule last year, like they played so many bad teams, like they, and they only won seven games. The only team they beat with a winning record was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and I think the defense is the numbers are a little inflated by playing all those bad quarterbacks. I do actually, the giants are, are, are interesting. If the Cowboys are not good, like I I've stopped watching hard knocks because the Cowboys infuriate me. Cause they're just like, it seems like they don't really care about winning and fat Mike McCarthy sucks, but you know, if that could stay healthy, I really think that they're the team. So um, anything to add on the Cowboys there or your Washington football team is technically said that team first, Terry. Uh, no, nothing to add. Just a different team wins every year. So the Cowboys. Fair. Yeah. Um, NFC North. Packers. 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 Fine. I think the only other team that can win this division is the Bears. Which is – that just is a matter of when do they start their quarterback probably. Well, it's – I think two things have to happen. I think Rodgers has to get banged up and say, fuck this team. I wasn't playing here anyway. I'm going to Denver. Um, so why, why do I have to play anymore? And, uh, 
the Bears switch to fields, fields and Matt Nagy is a coach that can't have a losing season. So, yeah. which to, to this point has been the case. Yeah. Um, NFC South. I, the Bucks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, the Bucks. I and then just... the NFC West. I'm saying the Rams. I'm going to say the Rams. Of note, all of these teams are plus money, actually. See, the, the Rams is, are how many how many number one teams do we have? Like top and odds. Uh five. Five. Who are the non-number one teams? The Browns, Rams. Rams. The Browns. Well, we didn't put the we didn't Rams. put the Rams in there yet. I didn't pick them. Well, the Rams, the Colts, and the Brown and the uh, the Browns would be non-number ones. I'll go with the Rams just to keep the continuity. But I, I think this division's so wide open. Um, I, I the Seahawks just scare me. Yeah, let's see what what are these odds? What did I do? The odds are on the eight leg. They are two hundred and thirty nine to one. So a one dollar bet wins you two hundred and thirty nine dollars. <laughs> Great analysis. Bet. Yeah, thank you for that. Ten dollars, twenty three hundred, a hundred, twenty three thousand, almost twenty four. But then add the taxes, so <laughs> coming down. I just got a fifty dollar bonus on FanDuel, so I'm going to throw like twenty dollars of that bonus on it. All right, but that's the Oddscast uh, annual divisional parlay. Uh, we got the Browns, Colts, Bills, Chiefs, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams, three non-favorites, which is pretty good. And then I think four new divisional winners um, from last year, which I think the Rams, Cowboys, Browns, yeah. and Colts are. So, um, all right, lock it in. Let's go to, what would you say, 239 to one? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. All right, let's uh, – Joe, why don't you start it out with uh, the season predictions. Give me the top two seeds. And Terry, Terry, pay attention to this because you're going to do it next. Top, okay. two seed, top two seeds in each conference, the AFC championship game result, NFC championship game result, Super Bowl. And then uh, throw the MV, throw, throw the uh, NFL MVP in there too. Um, you can All do right. that after the, the top two seeds. So I think that the, I think I'll start with the NFC. I think that, uh, I think that the Bucks are going to wind up being the number one seed. Um, I think that their schedule is going to be kind of conducive to doing that. Like I don't, I'm not really sold on the Saints or the Falcons or the Panthers. The Falcons could maybe surprise a little bit. Um, so I think the Bucks are going to wind up securing the number one seed. Uh, but the team that I like to come out of the NFC is the Rams. Um, and I have, a, I think that they will make it to the Super Bowl. Um, I was waffling between the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC. And I ultimately decided to take the Bills. Um, I think that they're going to have an easy time in their division. Um and I think that Josh Allen is really fucking good. And uh, I, I, I'm willing to back him. I think that they have a great coaching staff. Um, they've added a couple guys, you know, 
defensively. I like, I think that the bills are going to be in a good position to, uh, to rack it up. And I like them at, I think they're still 12 to one. Um, so I think that we're going to see the bills play the Rams in the super bowl. Um, and I think that'll be, I think that'll be an interesting game. I think that the Rams, I think the Rams can take, I think that McVay gets, you know, gets to go back. I think that they're the Rams can win the super bowl. Um, that being said, I think that the MVP could very well be Tom Brady. He's getting close to retirement. I know he keeps playing like year in, year out. We don't really have repeat MVPs. And I think that his odds at 14 to one are kind of juicy. So I like that. Uh, And I, and they're going to, they like, I think that they're going to coast to a pretty high win total. Um, So I like I like Brady to win MVP, uh, maybe his last one. Well, good thing that uh, Tom Brady wouldn't be a back-to-back MVP, so you got exactly. that going for <laughs> exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> um, all right, way to steal all my thunder. Um, but Terry, Terry, you can go. Actually, I'll, I'll I'll go because because, because, yeah. because I should have just went first. Um, I think the two number one seeds, um, I think that the Bills actually are going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, I think the Bills and the Chiefs are the two top teams in the AFC. Um, By a clear-cut margin, I think that the Chiefs might stumble a few games. Mahomes has gotten dinged up in in seasons uh, pretty regularly. Uh, So I think you might see him miss three or four games, and I think that's kind of the, the, the difference there also in the offensive line. Uh, the concerns we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. I think that the only other team that can challenge for the number one seed other than the Bills and Chiefs are the Browns. Um, but I just it's one of those things where like everything has to go right. Baker has to take a huge step up. I don't think that that's going to happen. And I, I'm just going with the Bills as number one seed, which would which would mean I think Josh Allen winning the MVP. I think his numbers would be a little bit better than Brady's, um, unless like the the Bucks go like seventeen and zero, which at this point with how stacked they are and how much continuity there was at the end of the season, Brady now without you know having a pandemic to work through and working with all these guys isn't isn't out of the realm of possibility. I think it's like forty to one I saw on FanDuel, which leads me to the NFC. Uh, I thought about putting the Packers there at the number one seed. Um, but the Buccaneers, I think, are the number one seed there. The just because I, I just I, there's nothing you can't you can't really find anything wrong with the team. Um, so I, I the Bucks to me are the most logical team here as the number one seed. I think the NFC West beats up up too much on each other. So I I, I think Bucks number one seed. Bill's number one seed. And then I think Josh Allen wins the MVP. As far as the AFC championship game is concerned, I also have the Bills going to the Super Bowl. I have them beating the Chiefs um, in Wait, uh, the Bills, the Bills beating the Chiefs in the AFC championship game. And then I have in the NFC, and like I said, Joe stole my thunder. I have the Rams going to the NFC championship game. And then I have the 40, I have them beating the 49ers in the championship game. Um, 
I think the Bucks bow out early to the 49ers who will be in the wild card spot um, in their first game. I think that Trey Lance is going to, I think the Niners like might start a little slow and then by like mid season Trey Lance and like, they're going to be the hot team going into the, into the um, playoffs. And I think the 49ers end up beating the Bucks and knocking them out. And then, have the Rams waiting for them in the championship game, um, just having beaten the Packers or something like that um, pretty easily. And then I think the, the 49ers fall short to the Rams. They get to the Super Bowl. And then in the in the Super Bowl, I also have the Rams beating the Bills. So that's why I was a little, you know, said Joe stole my thunder and I should have went first. So I have the Rams over Bills. Um, I bet the Rams on Caesars. You can get a 100% profit boost on the uh on any on any bet so i i took the rams from 14 to 1 to 28 to 1 and then i think it was 50 maximum there for that and then on FanDuel, they're giving out five dollars per win on a 50 bet for a futures so the bills i bet they're at uh 12 to 1 and then I, I'm assuming I will just pay for my futures bet when the Bills hit 10 wins. I think 10 wins is the max. So I'm going to bet I bet those two things already, and then I'm going to throw on FanDuel um, either on the straight-up matchup or um, there they do have, like, you know, exact outcomes. And I, think, has those. and I think the Rams, the Rams over Bills is like 60 to 1, but – if that happens, we'll, we'll have a lot of money to hedge. So I just think that, you know, last pitch on the Rams, because we didn't really get to talk about it um, during the NFC West portion of this podcast. I think that the Rams like have proven time and time again, that all they needed was a quarterback and they won a game with, I think, John Woodford, Wolford, whatever the fuck his Wal- name was. Wolford. Wolford. So, yeah, like, on they, they won a playoff game with that guy. And they made it to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. And, like I said, it, it really – they just needed a quarterback to bring them over the hump. And I think that Matt Stafford is just juice and amped after Rams. Being- Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I was to say Rams over the Bills is 80 to 1 on Bet MGM. And the Bills over the Rams is 66 to 1. So that's probably where I'm gonna do it on Bet MGM. Throw throw a couple bucks on that. Um Sean McVay, like, you know, he gets the Super Bowl in year two, but he hasn't had a losing season in four years. He's 43 and 21. Um, he's just a little bit more. Like, like Shanahan's had two pretty bad seasons with quarterback injuries and concerns. I know that Jared Goff really hasn't been injured other than that playoff game. Um, but McVay's, I think, done more and, and been more consistent than, than Shanahan. Um, and like I said, I, I think Stafford is just itching to play in, in the playoffs. And um, I think that the defense is good enough uh, they have a better defense than the Bills. I think that Bills Chiefs game is just going to be like who who gets a stop or like who has the ball last. And then I think the the Rams are the more balanced team. So I'm going Rams over Bills Super Bowl, um, and that that's my pick there. Terry, interesting analysis. 
appreciate the insights as always. I'll I don't have as much insights because I'm a dumb a dumb dumb boy. Um okay, in the AFC, I think the number one seed will be the Bills. Have you heard that before? I don't remember. I wasn't listening. Uh, and number two is the Browns. Shocker. Baker Mayfield leads the Browns to the second best record. The Chiefs uh, don't get in the top two. Uh, do you want me to keep going or do you want me to switch to the top seeds in the NFC? Uh, you can switch to the top seeds in the NFC. I, the I, top, know you, I know your divisional picks. The top seeds in the NFC, uh, number one is the Packers, the ultimate petty king. Aaron Rodgers has an FU year like we've never seen before in terms of just the Packers winning. Uh, and number two is the Bucks because I think the Bucks will take the foot off the gas a little bit. They'll lose some games they shouldn't lose. They just care about the playoffs. Uh, switch. Then we'll just stick in the NFC here. So for the championship game, we're going the Pack against the Los Angeles Rams. Um, like Dom highlighted, I think the Rams are a good team. Bucks might might falter a little bit, you know, get things going. You know, never know with Tom Brady. He's kind of old, even though he's got the TV 12 method. Uh, but ultimately, I think the FU year slash parade continues and the Packers make it to the Super Bowl. Now, who are they playing? Well, let's switch back over to the AFC championship game. I hope everyone is sitting down. Hold on to your hats. We have the Miami Dolphins <laughs> <laughs> playing the Cleveland Browns. Wow. What a stinker. <laughs> Jesus. What and happened you know, there? <laughs> it was anarchy in the East. Okay. Did people die? Like, how did that even uh, happen? You never know. I mean, Cole Beasley infected all the Bills with his COVID. Uh, They forfeited a playoff game. Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Um, And then all of a sudden, you know, the Dolphins and the the Browns are are in in the uh, the championship game. And it's a hard-fought battle, but we're going to give it – we're going to give it to Stefanski and Cleveland gang. uh, And the Browns, you know – our Cleveland listeners, you're you're going back to the Super Bowl. Back, I don't know if you've ever been, to be honest with you. Uh, so we have the Packers versus the Browns in the Super Bowl, <laughs> and and we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna take the Packers in in the final fu moment. He does. Aaron Rodgers gifts the city of Green Bay a championship, a la LeBron James, and now he can go on to greener. Well, probably less green pastures because they're not the Green Bay. It's leaving the Green Bay Packers, but you know what I mean. Um, um, it's quick, quick, quick stat here. The Browns have never been to Super Bowl. There you go. First time for everything. 2021. What a weird year. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're taking the pack, pack attack to win, win the Super Bowl. Uh, MVP, you might ask. Uh, I'm no sucker for those low odds. I'm gonna take Tua Tagovailoa at forty to one to win the MVP. With the Dolphins making it to the championship game, I mean he's clearly had an amazing year. What a non-biased um, 
just you know, forty to one. It should be higher than forty to one. I will say though that um, I've come around on the dot. Like I said, I'm fading the Patriots a little bit because I think there's there's too much too much steam on them. And the Mac Jones switch at the beginning of the year, I think they will start a little slow um, just because it's a rookie quarterback. Um, and and I do think that the Dolphins are are a logical team to to get into the playoffs. They they just missed it last year. Uh, Flores seems to be a, a, a good coach and I have them as one of my wild cards. Thank you. Any interesting wild cards other than I have, I think the Raiders I'm betting to, to be a wild card team. And, uh, I have the giants as a wild card. Any other interesting wild cards you have? Uh, I bet on the Patriots to make, be a wild card team or to make the playoffs. So I, would rather just have them start with Mac Jones than try to pull it off in the middle of the season. Terry, any interesting wild cards? Uh, no, I think I used up all of my magic on that, on those picks. There was an interesting bet that I almost, um, so Terry and I entered the, um, the NFL super contest this year, again, our drafting super contest. And I think that, we, we, so we had we had a, a $300 free bet that we had to use and we set the rules that we had to do over 500 to one odds because it would pay for our entry. Um, and one bet that I almost sent to you and I was like really, really into was the Packers to lose in the conference championship for the third year in a row. And that was wow. plus, plus 700. That's awesome. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Um I will give the listeners my final over under sheet that I, that I've tormented over. Um, I really think that the Vikings are going to be so bad. There's parting thoughts before we go into pods and Rex and, and take us away here. Um, so I'll, I'll start it with my parting thoughts on this NFL season. Um, the Vikings are bad. I think that they, like they weren't good last year. Nothing really went wrong. I think Dalvin cook got hurt for a little bit, but like this year, if you go through their schedule, there's so many primetime games for Kirk cousins. <laughs> and there are so many non Mike Zimmer. Uh, what is it like the twilight zone? It's called for him where it's uh divisional non-divisional um, home games at one o'clock. They like have none of them until like week eight and week 10. So I think that they're, heavy under i bet the under on the eagles at six to five crazy high number for a team that's going to suck and then the texans under four all juiced up all juiced up all of them and i'll probably bet the bills over so final parting thoughts and then we're going to do we'll give it we'll give up a uh as a parting thought because we don't really have much time to go through all the week one bets but we'll, we'll do a week one spread bet that will give people going away all right but final parting thoughts on the the season bets. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Scared money don't make no money, am I right? Two you are a, right. Two <laughs> a time. Just think of it as long-term investing. Yeah. Laugh at the guy that hit the bucks 50 to 1. Laugh it up, clowns. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of energy we need. All right, let's go into uh, week one here. Um all of you, each one of you, give a give a bet um, out, a spread bet. It's just so. I just love this. I love <laughs> I love NFL Sundays and 
going through all the bets. I already made my, my spreadsheet, got all the futures bet in there, got all the, um, you know, all the week one spread bets looking at. Um, but give me your, uh, give me your, unless you want me to start because I have mine ready. You go first. All right. My bet. There's a few, there's a few teams that I like. I like the jets um, that I haven't bet yet. Cause I still haven't, haven't clarified, but I lean the jets. Um, I lean the Arizona Cardinals because Cliff Kingsbury has been very good. I think he's six and three against the spread in his career um, in the 1 p.m. Eastern road time slot, which was surprising to me. Um, I like the Giants at home because I don't like the Broncos. Um, And the Giants is a home dog against a team that I think is going to be bad. Great value. But the, the, I'm going to go back to the bread and butter here. All last year was all over this team, got them to win the division at pretty high odds, but this is the patented odds cast patented system that we've hammered all the time. And I don't have the updated stats for you because the action network took away my bet lab subscription. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which don't. is fair. You don't work for them. Anymore. Which is fair. Which is fair. <laughs> um, but it is the Ron Rivera zone trademarked when the spread is between minus two and a half and plus two and a half. Ron Rivera has like some 70 something win percentage against the spread. And what do you know? Week one, it's a home Ron Rivera zone hosting Los Angeles Chargers, traveling all the way across the country from L.A. to D.C. And you have a rookie head coach against one of the most underrated head coaches in the National Football League with a quarterback now that can actually stand on both legs and or not throw the dumbest interceptions like a la Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins. I Ron, Ryan Fitzpatrick throws some dumb interceptions sometimes, but they they're more potent on offense, and they have a rookie head coach with a uh, traveling across country. And I think now the Chargers are actually favored by a point. It doesn't matter to pick them, but I'm going Washington Football Team plus one as my best bet of the week. Week one, Ron of Arizona, lock it up, lock it in, pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. It's locked. Go ahead, Joe. Your thing's lit up. Okay, so I'm going to be weird, and my best bet is going to be a teaser. Um, I want to tease – I want to do a six-point teaser with the Buccaneers to bring them down from minus eight and a half. If you can get an eight, there's eights available, so take the eight and then do a six-point teaser down to minus two. And then I'm taking on the opposite end of this. I'm also taking the Rams who are at minus seven and a half. And I want to take them down to minus one and a half. Um, You're taking them through, you're taking both of these teams through the key numbers. This is a Wong teaser. Um, And I like this. I like this opportunity for both these teams. I think that they're better. Uh, We've talked about the Rams, uh, the majority of this podcast, and the Bucks, I think, should be able to really work on the Cowboys here. The Cowboys are missing a couple of people due to COVID 
Um, and we've seen this line move from minus six and a half all the way to minus eight and a half on some books. Um, the best line that I've seen for this teaser was through Caesars. Uh, I saw minus 120. Um, so you're paying a little bit more juice, but you're getting all the key numbers. Uh, just be careful with your teasers, because what I've noticed is that a lot of these sports books are giving you uh, dramatically different odds. I've seen this go as high as like minus 145, which really takes all the value out of it. Um, so my bet, my best bet is to is do a six point teaser with the Bucks minus eight and the Rams minus seven and a half to take it down to minus two and minus 1.5 at minus 120 odds. Joey oh. teases. <clears throat> yes. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Um, I'm going to take, uh, I, uh, I guess I'll do what Dom did. Uh, I, I like the Giants. Uh, well, it's now down to one, or it's still at three. There's still some threes out there. There's a three. I take the three on the Giants against the, the Broncos. I do like the Washington football team in the Ron Rivera zone. I do like the Dolphins plus three to a revenge game against Mac. I don't know why he's getting revenge on Mac Jones, but media revenge game. The two a media revenge game. Um, uh, so those are, those are the, some of the ones. Let me I ask like. you a question because we're going to have our call later this week, um, on the games okay. we're going to pick. What's your thought on the Ravens Raiders? Uh, oh, I, yeah, I like the Ravens in that game because of John, John Harbaugh is a, is a first uh, week one, week one king in covering the spread. And I think. The Raiders stink. There's a minus four on uh, DraftKings for that game and Fox bet. And the Raiders, the Raiders though, John Gruden, if you take away his first two games in his four and 12 Raiders is six and one in primetime. Always seems to six and one against the spread in primetime. Always seems to perform well. Huh. Interesting. Something to ponder, I guess, I suppose. Um. But my bet is going to be on probably a football game that no one really wants to watch week one, except for fans of these two respective teams. And that is going to be the New York football Jets against the Carolina football Panthers. <laughs> and I'm going to take the Jets plus four and a half. Hope Pinnacle Pinnacle claims to have a five, so maybe it will eke up to five. It was at five and a half for like a day. Yeah, that got hammered. Um, but I still like four and a half. Uh, I think there's some value there. I think the Jets have. Uh, I think their te- their team is pretty talented. Um, their defense is very good. Going against some backup linemen. On the Panthers, um, Darnold, you know, didn't have protection in New York, and he's not going to have protection in Carolina. And in terms of defenses to go against in your first NFL start, I think the Panthers are probably one of the best ones that um, Zach Wilson could face. So with that being said, I think four and a half is a tad high. So I would take the points, the New York Jets, 
football jets, excuse me, um, down, down in Carolina. All right. I like that too. So I'm interested to see, I, I think Zach Wilson can surprise some people. He's looked good in camp. Reports are good. Um, and, uh, Robert Sala, I'm a big fan. So, leader of men. Um, all right. Pods and Rex to to take us out. We've gone too long. So, producer Corey, I want you to I want you to get in here, get some action. I'm ready for that action. I'm about that action. What's up? <laughs> all right. Give us your pods and Rex. We're only going to do one pods and Rex, and Corey's going to recommend something. Okay. Um, I started watching a show on FX that's really funny, very interesting. Um, it's called Reservation Dogs. Uh, oh, obviously. love that show! I've, a play. I've been, we've been we've been hammering that show. It's so good. Uh, it's a play on obviously Reservoir Dogs. It's a gang of like um, four teenage natives who are living in Oklahoma and trying to get money to go out west and escape uh, the shitty living conditions that they find themselves in, or at least they think that's what they they're trying to do. Um, it's I don't know. It's just fucking hilarious. Uh, also, just read a book about uh, the reservation property in Oklahoma, which I guess I'll plug that too. I think it was Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, yeah, I don't know. I keep getting brought back to Oklahoma reservation land. I don't know what's going on. I think there's a break in the uh, the whatever fucking computer program we're living in. What's uh, what the one guy, Taika Watiti, that's his name? I believe so. The guy who did what we do in the shadows and just fucking think of flight of the concords too. Yep. Um, great, great show. I think he's like co-producer, but we've been, we've been. That's also that bad. Too. Oh yeah. That also. All right. So that is it for the odds cast podcast week one NFL extravaganza. We gave you picks. We gave you props. We gave you Super Bowl winners, two Rams, one Packers. Um, and that's it for today and for this week. We'll get you back next week with a little more, um, you know, rapid response to the week one action. Um, Bucks Cowboys tonight. Any, any, uh, any thoughts real quick on that game before we send it off? I think the Bucks are going to shit house the Cowboys tonight. Yeah, they were my. I'm going to uh, wash my pants off. That'd be they funny. Were, they were my survivor pool pick. So I just Zach Martin out with COVID, not great. All right, um, for Terry takes Joe Delera, producer Corey, I'm Dominic Leo. You listen to the Oddscast podcast. We'll see you next week. Get vaccinated. God bless. My pods and rec would have been to trust your gut and your instincts. If you're not drunk, ladies and gentlemen, huh? Get ready to get fucked up. Let's do it. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night. Feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night of feeling